in a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center and Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. We have a lot to cover. That's, I mean, which is usually the case. That's the a great thing. Lot. Like, it's not like we're, you know, doing like old, like Latin poems, like. Which I know. Which eventually, like, we would run out of those. Eventually. Yeah. At least with like television and streaming options, we're readily having content constantly created for us. For us. Now. Sorry for the Latin poem enthusiasts out there. No, no disrespect intended. I know you Sappho and Ovid lovers are upset, but whatevs. So, uh, quick remarks, because we've already reviewed this in other seasons, I would like to toss out. Season three of Santa Clarita Diet is on and awesome! I, I really don't understand how Netflix is not showing... Like, maybe it's just because they have so much content, like... It's hard for them to just promote everything to the nth degree, but I really don't feel like they've been giving the third season, like, I feel like I found it. Like, yeah. but I, I don't feel like they were really pushing it. And some of that stuff, they're just like, do you want to watch this? Do you want to? And I just want to be like, get off it, Netflix. I know. I will, I'll, I'll watch it if I want. But this is a show that I actually want to watch, and they're not mm-hmm. shoving it down my throat. Yeah, they keep shoving down something called The Act. And it's a woman holding a child, I think, with big glasses or something. And so, I don't even know what it's about. It's like, I'm like, no. give me, give me Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, always. Uh, just give me every bit of Timothy Oliphant that you want to. Which, by the way, Deadwood film coming apparently later this year. Anyway, a L- little bit more Timothy. No, Timothy Oliphant having more Timothy Oliphant is never a bad thing. Never. Uh, I would like to throw out here that the the head is still in the cast, but it is no longer Nathan Fillion. No, but it's uh, Alan Tudyk, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, which I'm telling you, uh, if you're going to trade one Firefly alum for another, yeah. I, I mean, I give me all the Nathan Fillion like you want to give me, but if you can't give me Fillion, like Alan Tudyk will... Will suffice just oh. fine. <laughs> New problem there. So Santa Clarita Diet is hilarious, and you're thinking, how can it? How can it continue? Well, they're searching for a cure, and she, one of her one of her friends, thinks that she is an instrument of God. Because Which, yeah, was definitely not the way I saw last season turning. Yeah. That that was actually kind of maybe not a surprise moment, but it was definitely not a story thread that mm-hmm. I thought was going to get pulled. And I know if I was Drew Barrymore playing this part as 
As a sign of her faith in God, the friend paints a picture that looks stylistically like the Virgin Mary, but it has the face of Drew Barrymore's character, which is also the face of Drew Barrymore, which is funny. And if I was the actress Drew Barrymore, I would think that was funny and hang it in my house. After yeah, yeah that would be yeah. something I would want yeah. to to take with me after the shoot had wrapped. And uh, there, what is happening now is the knights, not Templar, but the knights of are Ren? there, and no other knights, uh, knights of Serbia, I think. They are, right. yeah. are, are hunting. They have existed for millennia, and they're hunting the undead. And so... Tim- not, not unlike the Knights yeah. Templar. Well, they didn't hunt the undead, but... You know. yeah. but And Timothy Oliphant, because uh, there can only be just one, Timothy Oliphant wants to be the next one to protect his wife. So Well, I mean, that's noble enough. Yeah. Like, kind of, there's nothing wrong with that. And what happens... When you have a couple and one of them, I don't know, is immortal. What happens? Um, that That's kind of a question that the Twilight films ask us. But I think a lot of us responded with, uh, I don't I don't want to hear it. I don't <laughs> so I haven't seen the whole season. But the big question is, she doesn't want to spend a thousand years or more alone. And if she would... If her husband would just let her bite him, then they could be together. Well, I mean, it's a it's an honest enough question. Like I think they in some of the the Highlander films and the Highlander series, mm-hmm. I think they touched on it as well. Just saying, like you know, eventually, you know, anybody that you love will die, like they won't mm-hmm. they will not live as long as you will. Like, and what is going to see like in, seem infinitesimal like in your lifespan. Um, you're just going to keep on going through this loss and you know that it's going to happen. Like at best you have, you know, a hundred years with this person and then they're going to pass. Like, is it better to have lost in love than to have never have loved at all? And then you have, um, she wants to do good in the world and she meets an older woman, Linda Lavin, and who is dying of a million things and will not live to see her granddaughter. So she... Wants to give her this gift so she can live to see her granddaughter. And what? she does. Doesn't clear it with the husband. Really, again, something it feels like you should cover with your spouse. But you have a, an act m- meant out of kindness. And so what happens then? And then when uh, Timothy Oliphant's character was in the the cuckoo, cuckoo ward... He meets someone who gets out of the ward with him or after him, and he becomes a zombie through comical circumstance that I will not As generally things do on this show. And he was a very meek and frightened man, but in becoming a zombie, I mean, he can skateboard and he can do anything, and he's posting on his social media, I'm undead! And of course, no one believes him, but for the first time, He's not afraid, and he feels alive, and he's told all his nerd friends, and to be popular, he wants to make people immortal. So you have that happening. Well, I would would say that, like, being immortal is very freeing. Like, a lot of things that we don't do, like, either involve, like, the inability to be able to pay for it or are concerned that, you know, we may die. Mm Mm-hmm. 
by doing this. Like, there's a lot of things like, I'm just like, oh, I bet that'd be a rush. But I'm also like, oh, I don't want to die. Yeah, that is a thing. My my family would probably, that would concern them. Mm-hmm. That would bother them. Hopefully. Hopefully it would bother them. And yet, if I was immortal and there was just like this one thing that could take me out. For instance, the zombie shot to it, the head. The kryptonite, Just if you this will. one thing. So part of me is going, uh, I could a lot I could lose here when I could read all the books in the world as long as my glasses aren't broken I'll just stay put there's if there's you that. if you don't push it to the extreme as vanilla ice told us mm-hmm. um what are the other things that you could like let let's say that you wanted to exhaustively watch like every episode of the colorized green acres you mm. could do that. Like, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm going to go out and do that, but like, what's to stop you from doing it? Like, if if you have thousands of years now at this point, what 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 book can you read? What what video game can mm-hmm. series can you not complete? Like, time is the fire in which we burn, Jane. <laughs> okay, so Santa Clarita Diet season three easy to digest they're like 23 minutes long yeah very very short very like sitcom-esque like Mm -hmm. little little bit more mature than your average like say say then everybody loves raymond or correct frazier it would be like raymond if raymond ate his neighbors it's very similar to bewitched if instead of a witch samantha were undead and a zombie exactly i Yes. I would And they even switched out a character I'm with no explanation. Constantly wanting okay. Dick York to just show up and just be like, Sam, Sam You you, you can't eat Gladys. You, you can't eat the Kravitz. And they'll be like, <laughs> But but Darren, they're Nazis. Man, Mrs. Kravitz. I hated her. Anyway, but that was the point. So that is out. I I I watched you know how I love Kevin Hart. I do. And I know your feelings for him are very warm indeed. Sure. Well, we'll call them cockle warming. Yes. So he has a comedy special on the Netflix. Yep. It's not funny. Well, I I would argue, and if you will look at a lot of stand-ups uh, material, Kevin Hart, when he's doing his initial ones that I'd say kind of gain, gained him the notoriety. Mm-hmm. That's all he's doing. Like he is constantly like honing this material. Like he is ma- like by the time it gets to the special, mm-hmm. like it is just it is on point. It is a yeah. it is a fine. But, but it should have been funny. Okay, how many movies have you seen Kevin Hart in this? Like in twenty eighteen, and he's fabulous. I'm just saying, like he almost hosted the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Hart is a ridiculously busy man right now. And with that also comes with the fact that he is not going out into clubs. He is not constantly honing this material. Um, And that's how stand-up gets good. I, I was listening to it more than watching him. And having listened and watched too many 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 stand-ups i i get how a joke is built and written and what parts there need to be there and i understand that he can recreate this act i assume but there just didn't seem to be 
a lot of actual jokes. Now, his delivery, it sounds like it's supposed to be funny, you know? The way he's, his cadence is, and I'm going to laugh here, the audience was enjoying it. I just was kind of two steps back and going, that's just, it's not, it's not really solid material. Did you see the uh, Robin Williams live on Broadway? Like, it's Who been hasn't? a number... Number well, I'm talking about the the more recent one that he did. Not, I'm not talking about like oh no, 1980. Okay, that it's a good stand-up special. Like letting Robin Williams like riff on the spot, mm-hmm. you're gonna get some like some comic gold in there. But I don't think it's as strong as his earlier stuff. Is Robin Williams unfunny? Oh, oh my goodness, no. He's probably top five, one of the funniest people that's ever lived. But also, at that point, he's doing television shows. Mm-hmm. He's doing films. Like, he is doing a number of things that are not just constantly honing that material. And, like, that, that is the only way that stand up gets exceptional. Like, Jerry Seinfeld, like, his more recent stuff, the reason why it's so good is because, like, he got, he still got all that Seinfeld money from his sitcom. Mm-hmm. Like Jerry Seinfeld literally has to do nothing. If Jerry Seinfeld wants to eat peanut butter sandwiches like every day and never leave his house, like he has got hermit money. Like he can just <laughs> he can get it all like I'm I'm sure there is a place that will do like same day delivery for him of groceries like I, I if he wants to watch a movie early, like he's probably got that kind of pull with like NBC Universal mm-hmm. or or something like that. He can he has all the time in the world. Like he doesn't have to get a stand up special out there to make sure that the bills get paid. Like Jerry Seinfeld's bills are paid like it, 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 in the like we were just talking about like immortally. Like mm-hmm. if Jerry Seinfeld got bit. And he became mortal. He has enough money for the rest of his undead life. Like that's how much money Jerry Seinfeld has. And he's so dry. Kevin Kevin Hart is working like he's broke. I, I and I think I think what it is is like you don't oh, know. Strike it while it's hot. I you don't I know how him. long your shelf life right. is. Like the like Bill Murray. Bill Murray had has, has had a very long and successful career. But, like, back in 1975, did he know that, like, he was going to be relevant and hysterical in 2019? I mean, I'm sure he hoped that would be the case. I think Kevin Hart's sitting there going, okay, what if people only love me for five years? What if they're really only into me for ten years? Mm -hmm. I need to get this money. Like, while I can still command, you know, $20 million, $15 million, whatever, I need to get this get myself a nice nest egg and then like if if it happens to dry up like if people just they aren't you know enamored mm-hmm. by me that's fine i got 35 million dollars that i'm sitting on right there and i can if i'll cut coupons and like you know just make sure that stuff stretches out i can leave a live a comfortable life at that point i, I i'm sure that's what he's thinking and when Netflix, I'm sure, approached him about it, because he has several stand-up specials, they're just like, we want another. Right. And like, as you know, Disney and Netflix have all the money now. Mm-hmm. All of it. Well, it's just, uh, I just thought it would be funny. Not funnier, but just funny. And I have much love for Kevin Hart. So I was not, th- I didn't even watch the whole thing because I, it was just, 
became a waste of my time. Is it just completely unfunny or is it not funny when you compare it to like previous stand-up I found that it done? completely unfunny. Thanks. It's just... It's really... So it's his Mr. Popper's Penguins. Uh, yeah. It just seemed to me like he was using the same few phrases, uh, none of which I can repeat here, which I'm not offended by, but... He would just say them differently, and then the audience would laugh. And it's like, but that's not a joke. And or not, not in the way that you've been accustomed to. Yeah, I, I okay, had. This is the funniest thing he said. And inside, I went, oh yeah, I can see that. He took away his son's phone, and in the instant that he took away his ten-year-old son's phone, his ten-year-old son turned into uh, a, a crack addict. Like, Give me my phone! Give me my phone! Okay. But he, and if he had been on the road, I, he would I mean, have honed that's amusing. that. Yeah, there, there's material to be had with there, yeah. but like uh, un, unrealized material is not what people. They're not like that. That has possibilities. <laughs> yeah. So there is that. You're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by Henson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Ellen talking with Adam Cravens. So, Sabrina, the uh, chilling adventures of Sabrina season you two. You wanted to say that she, to the teenage witch. I, but I also I wanted to it. say, what? I wanted to say like the unabbreviated, what is it? The, what is <laughs> Sabrina, she? the unabbreviated yeah. witch. <laughs> so, um, haven't seen all of it, but in this one, as we have discussed before, Sabrina is essentially good. I, I really think it's interesting what they have been doing with the Archie properties as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, they have murder mysteries on the CW, what is it, Riverdale, mm-hmm. it's called. Like, I, I watched, like, Archie, like, and the gang, like, on Saturday mornings. Like, I remember... I did, too. I remember the Sabrina the Teenage Witch cartoon that aired, like... On, I want to say it's like ABC. Like I remember the sitcom that aired on TGIF. I remember the comic books that they initially like appear in, and it just never would it have occurred to me to do this kind of dark, grim take on Riverdale or mm-hmm. Sabrina. But whenever you break it down and look at the way, like. This show has done it. They they've kind of looked at it from I guess like the the Buffy prism mm-hmm. and just been like, okay, like she's a witch. Like, what if? And I I would say Harry Potter has had a good you know mm-hmm. amount of influence on that. But again, I just I never would have made that connection with these properties. And I want to say mm-hmm. Greg Berlanti is doing it. And he, he's done a lot of work for uh, CW. I think he's done some stuff for CBS and. Now Netflix, but like it's definitely a testament showing that like that that guy like he is he's dialed in on like what mm-hmm. makes stuff work because he's doing Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, like Black Lightning, like that that guy's producing like I, I don't know like eighteen different shows. Like I want to say he signed with Warner Brothers Television. I wonder if he sleeps on top of that pile of money. What? He just signed a deal, and I kid you not, I want to say it's somewhere in the the realm of like four hundred million for like five six years worth of work. Like I, I may have some of the, the those numbers off, but like it's a stupid amount of money. Wow! But I mean, if he's producing that much television for that many networks, like yeah, 
Give it to them. I mean, I get, yeah, because they're definitely making money off mm-hmm. these things. So what's what's happening with Sabrina is she's she is she has been raised uh, more human than witch, but she knows she's a witch, and she is a a good person. But the whole witch thing involves uh, swearing your soul to the actual devil. So you know, not a not a good thing. But Which, I mean, honestly, when you're talking about a character who is a witch, like if you go to, I mean, you Wikipedia, just the term witch or like it's historic, like origins or anything like that's, that's kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. Like a, a daughter of Satan. Like if you, which is yeah. funny that they would, all of the wholesomeness that they got right. out of that. When you, when you break it down and just be like, this is a, like, you know, a cauldron stirring, like broom riding Mm -hmm. like you know i call upon the dark one like that that's what a witch is this is a very interesting um theological situation where the the devil and we're talking you know bifurcated tail the whole nine yards the the devil keeps appearing to her asking her to do things things like stealing a piece of gum well i mean the if you get somebody close to the line and you take just one small step over the line, it doesn't seem as bad. If you keep taking very small steps and eventually you look back and you're a mile past the line, like it, I'm sure that's what mm-hmm. he's what he's yes, doing there. He wants to see that she is going to do something when he asks her to do something. But you see, Sabrina, not gonna do it. She's not interested in doing it. And he, and so he's uh, traditionally annoyed. depicted as a very convincing person al pacino and devil's yeah. advocate he's uh he's not happy with that situation and it's just interesting really well this will not be the first time a teenage girl um has been apprehensive about listening to you know any adult like about mm-hmm. anything so satan really should have seen that one coming yeah that's that is for sure like so. it, it, if you're going to have anybody that is not like of adult age, like, and you are, let's say, any number that is above 30, mm-hmm. and Satan has been around for millennia at this point, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, uh, I don't, sure. I don't know about this Satan, but the, the, the Satan that, when I say I know, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't, oh, no. I don't, I don't want that connotation that it, it, it might. The, the Satan that I'm aware of, very, very old, very storied. Uh, kind of a hateful guy. Mm-hmm. Um, usually not very altruistically right. uh, inclined. So here we have, he has said that she, he hasn't said this to her, but he has said to other, you know, his buds, uh, that Satan's Buds, the spinoff show. I was, um, that, he goes back to a bar. <laughs> They're just like, oh, what, Bielsa, what, what, what have you been up to? Mm-hmm. So uh, he says that she is going to be, because she is a child of a human and a warlock, she is going to be his herald on earth, and she will bring about the time of Satan. Now, not, not unlike Silver Surfer and Galactus. Exactly where I was headed. Now, here's the thing. She's not interested in changing being the status the, being quo the herald of and Satan. she doesn't even know that he thinks that she's going to do this and i can tell you right now sabrina's not down for that so that's where we stand
She's not she's not down to Armageddon. No, DT, she's not. DTA. No, Armageddon. She's not. So uh, that is up, and Arma, it is not Gando. <laughs> that is up, and certainly worth watching. But the big the big TV show out is huge. We, what was it again? Twilight Zone. Yeah, that one. Yes. Um, again, on CBS All Access, not on CBS, only on All Access, like Star Trek. Correct. I, I the they are premiering there. I would say if they garner enough views, like CBS will uh, probably loop some of that in. Like mm-hmm. some of the Discovery episodes have been shown on CBS, but I think largely um, they debut on the app and if you want to see them in mm-hmm. their entirety or whatever that's where you have to go it's like 5.99 a month i want to say right. for the 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 commercial laden uh version <sighs> or you can pay i think it's like 9.99 or 12.99 it's, it's just so irritating to me to have commercials yes that's jane that's basically what radio and television that that's the backs not this show. That's the backs that they were built. Well, right. I, I know, but it's just when you when you stream stuff. Now, originally when I first started with Hulu, there were commercials and they got on my every last nerve, even though it would say one of three, two of three, 30 seconds. It was the same three commercials three times in a row. As as a as a child of the eighties, like I was They weren't I, the good commercials. I was either. ready for the like you you had to time that stuff. You'd just be like, "All right, well, I I've got to go. I have I've got minute and a half to pee, or yeah. thirty seconds to go to go get a drink." And in a way, it was we know we're going to get a break at some point. We're all going to dash and come back. Right now, it's your, like your intermission. I it's like I can't leave. Oh yeah, you could hit pause if you haven't already lost the remote in the couch. Yeah. But I digress. Uh, you can see the first episode of all the CBS All Access stuff on the CBS All Access YouTube channel. So the first the first episode is up. I just haven't seen it. So who's in it? Um, if you will look at the lineup for, say, the first 10 episodes, it's almost like they're making many movies. Mm-hmm. Like the names that are attached to them as far as the actors, the writers – uh, the directors, like it's it's genuinely like ridiculous. And I guess when you're not taking up eight months of somebody's time with a shooting schedule, because mm-hmm. if you're if you're unaware of the Twilight Zones format, which shame on you, um, basically it's like a series of intercalaries or vignettes, um, or short stories, very or <laughs> very popularized novellas, or um, the tetes. the the outer limits. Um, Alfred Hitchcock presents. Um, there was a number of shows that used to do this on a weekly basis, at, like almost as prolific as the western genre mm-hmm. used to be. You're right, but for whatever reason, those fell out of vogue, and like you just don't vogue. you don't see. Uh, what is it? Uh, black is it? Black flag. Mm. Black. Is, is that not a bug killer? No, black sail. No, it, there's a there's a show that it's like more black horror. Adder? Black mm. adder is very. It's funny. not what I'm. Th- I think it's black. Black flag, maybe. Whatever. Anyways, it's it's a it's 
like short stories, like it's self-contained. I like really don't know what the, you're talking about. I cannot think and of yet, it. And yet, neither of us choose to Google it. So, Well, my phone's dead, so I, I have a reason to, yeah, to not do I'm it. I'm just lazy. But if, again, if you're unaware of the format, like every week is like its own little hour-long movie. Mm-hmm. So like it, you're not going to have like the this main character like, okay, if you watch the show, Frasier, every week. You're going to see Frasier. Wouldn't it be funny if Frasier would just do a cameo in each one of these shows? Oh, for, for, for God's sake, Niles. <laughs> That's it. It's nothing to do That's with the That's the only, like, he's not the main character, but he shows up in every episode. <laughs> I would love that. Like, he, he's like the Jay and Silent Bob of the new Twilight Zone. So, in this one, the first show... Was it a remake, reimagining of a Twilight Zone episode that had previously aired that is a classic? When I saw the name of the episode, I thought that was going to be the case. It's uh, like the Trouble at 30,000 Feet. Oh, or, the one with Shatner. Okay. Right. So I thought it was going to be like Gremlin on the Wing. Mm-hmm. It's not. Like, it just, it uses the name. You and I have had the discussion about, like, remakes or, the, like, if you're going to... And Gremlins. If you're going to take a thing that has existed before, like if you're just going to do it beat for beat, shot for shot, why are you remaking it? And Mm -hmm. I I was kind of questioning why you would want to invoke an episode like that for like the first or second episode of the new Twilight Zone. But as it turns out, like it happens on a plane and there's some paranoia. Are there snakes on the plane? No. No. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson is also not there Mm -hmm. to ask why are those... Snakes. New dude snakes on the new dude plane. Mm-hmm. Um, if that had been how it was in the movie. <laughs> Well, Get those mm, snakes. I'm so. kind of curious what the like the TBS like edit of that because obviously like they're not gonna let Sam say oh, his so his funny. beloved catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Okay, so was it good? Um. I don't want to judge, and because my, Jim saw the first, my spouse saw the first episode, and he said eh, it's all right. I, I don't think like because it's not these. This isn't the same cat. Like they're not going to gel together in the third season. Right. It's hard to judge just one episode of this because like you're going to have a whole new cast, probably a different writer different director like the producer is going to be about the only thing the episodes that i have seen thus far of this are okay but like you're also talking about a show that has lived on in infamy for how many like the original appeared in what 19 yeah i believe so like early 60s we're talking like it's been around for almost half a century. It's been remade by Steven Spielberg, like UPN did a one of it. I want to say NBC tried it again. Um, I want to I want to there's one I think I'm I'm forgetting or maybe I'm thinking about the remake of Outer Limits. But I'm mm. just saying like this has been revisited multiple times and like judging it just by one or two episodes like i guarantee you even if you go back to classic twilight zone if you just randomly pick three episodes out of the series and i'm not talking about getting to cherry pick them and just be like oh well this this one right here this one right here you're gonna have some stinkers like they're not they're not all gems the the two episodes i've seen like one one and a half at this point I don't think you can fairly judge the show on it, but I think the amount of talent that they're putting on it 
and them understanding kind of the legacy that mm-hmm. using the name Twilight Zone implies. Plus, Jordan Peele's work, uh, who is the kind of he's the only thing you're seeing episode in and out. Okay. Um, he's the the host that's doing the you know like. This is going through the door of the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Like, and does he, it have the do 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 do? Does it have that music? Um, like it's got a a kind of a riff mm-hmm. on it. Essentially, it's not just like just a complete like reuse of it. They don't use Golden Earrings song Twilight Zone. The I I don't think so. Well, that's a shame. I anyway, they did not in the episode that I watched. So, it sounds intriguing. I need to see it, unless I forget. There's something that you need to make time for because you have no responsibilities. <laughs> no, none, none. On Netflix. Sure, I've heard of it. The Highwaymen is well, not is not Johnny Cash's band. No, it's Kevin Costner. Like to believe and, you think that you could sweep me on a Kevin Costner <laughs> like I am two steps away from you've like already seen it. I am two steps away from wearing a ghillie suit outside <laughs> of his hat so that like I can get to meet him one day. Like I, if you don't know this about me, like I am one of the biggest Kevin Costner fans like out there. Like I I saw. Um, Untouchables when I was a kid. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves is really the movie that sold me, like on this guy. Eventually, like I go back Riddle around. Riddle me to, this. Sure. You you can't have both, but you can have dinner with the Costner or. The Cosby? Like. The Costner or. Oh, he's the Cosby. Or Michael J. Fox. <gasps> I can only, like, what. What era do I get? Are they them now? Like, are they Irrelevant. them during the? Just, can I time travel no, in any of this? You can, you can you can spend quality time with only one of those actors. Who would you pick? I would. I would and I'm going to throw in Leonard Nimoy. Like he's he's there as like a bonus. Like yeah. I got he's like I he's bought with you. I bought the DVD set and it's like and get season two for free. Like yeah. I get Leonard Nimoy. I get. Regardless. Like, regardless. So you bring him into the I don't, mix. With I don't even Michael know J. that Fox. I. I don't even know that I lose. Like, no matter the combination, there. Like, I'm just. They're like, well, what happened? They're like, well, instead of steak, I got ice cream. Like, I, I'm just right. gonna tell you, I really wanted that steak, but this ice cream is delicious. Like, so you can't pick. I figured there'd be an issue. It would like honestly, like if I do, you'll probably see smoke start coming out of my ears, it's and like I'll one. just. I'll just fall over like on the table. So that's that's my Sophie's. You have seen it. It's then. my Sophie's choice. Now I haven't got to watch it yet. Oh. Well, it's it's mature rated, and I want to watch mm. it on the big screen upstairs. And I have to time that correctly so that if I'm wanting to watch like something that's like maybe got language or violence, so that the kids aren't just sitting there just being like, "What did he just say, Dad?" Why? Why is that man's entrails all over the floor? Like I don't because they talk like I'm tr- that. I'm trying to be a good parent. I you know? think if you had this on and any of your kids walked in, they would be insta bored and leave. I I'm actually pretty critical when they say things about like screen legends and stuff like that. Like when when they're just like, "What is this?" Like I I had this very proud moment. We had went over to somebody's house and they had a uh, lost in translation. Mm-hmm. poster over there and one of the kids immediately goes dad they have a peter vinkman poster and i'm just like yes That's hilarious. Oh! 
yeah! Like... I mean, they they graduate like you know magna cum laude. Like they uh, they get, they're the CEO of a very prestigious. Like I I just own that moment and the fact that that's a like not Bill Murray, not his character like in Lost in Translation. Nope. Not hey, it's the guy from Stripes, Dad. It's Peter Venkman, and I was just like, oh, I can die a happy man. That I've, is a good my, thing. I have I have passed this along. Um, I I I am satisfied with my legacy. So you have in the Highwaymen. It is an alternate, not not alternative. It is a different point of view in the telling of the story of Bonnie, Bonnie and, Clyde. and Clyde. For those of you who don't know, Bonnie and Clyde were some sick, <clears throat> twisted Samuel L. Jackson sounding words i think that's yeah that's that's the reason uh she was very smart she hooked up with this guy they were both diminutive people not little people but they were slight of build and he would sometimes dress like a woman i'm sure there's a story there there's Uh, there's also a a film that details specifically them at uh, what Warren Beatty and yes, Faye Dunaway. Yes, also worth worth watching. And the the weird thing about it is the people, the American people, many of them thought they were extraordinary. So much so that when uh, Bonnie was buried, over twenty thousand people showed up for her funeral. I mean, not unlike what happened when, uh, like, Dillinger was, mm-hmm. like, Rob. I'm just, like, people they like to. They worshipped them. Or maybe at least their, the, the mythology yes, that the surrounded mythology them. Yes, the mythology of them. And so that was extraordinary, really. And at the end of The Highwaymen, which is made for um, Netflix, they do something very interesting. They show actual footage of of some of the things that happened and then they put up the photos of the real people and so there'll be a, a photo of one of the guys and then like Kevin Costner's name next to it cuz that's who he played and things like that so it's kind of interesting it, it is interesting at the end to get the historical view i mean there's funeral footage of just it's mind blowing to me why uh, people would want to attend such a thing for someone who was clearly a psycho but that's just me looking back on it well People, when when they finally got uh manson or like it, it, the, the the i i guess like i mean at, at the point that like you do these and when i say fantastic i i, I don't mean it like in a positive way when you're mm-hmm. doing these terrible terrible but like i mean they're still like these grandiose things mm-hmm. like part of your imagine i'm i'm sure it's why like murder documentaries are so popular on on netflix like mm-hmm. my wife she will watch like any of those just expl- you know getting in the mind of a serial killer showing like what they did showing like the police files there there's a part of me that's fascinated by that but it isn't it's not hero worship in yeah. the people that did it it's like that's a, that's a hard concept for me to mm-hmm. get my like. And how did you how did you get that way? And then there is a side of me, and I think you too, that it's interesting. How did you catch him? How did you get the bad guy? How did you finally we, get this person that alluded you to the yeah? And so th- that part of it I do understand. That part of it's interesting to me, like because my first reaction to something is not. Well, Jane, I should murder twelve people. Like, mm-hmm. never has that been a solution. 
to any problem that I've ever had. And like, it's not a headspace that like I live in. So there's a, there's an intriguing part of that to at least like understand what drives an individual like to do that. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not even saying like the highwayman is like examining that that part of like, you know, the ethos like of it. But you're, you're looking at a, a story that's been told a multitude of times, like in, you know, right. in film and books and, you know, documentaries. And it's always interesting to see stuff from a fresh perspective, which I'm assuming is probably what the film was going for. So what happened is um, Bonnie and Clyde traveled through the U.S. and they killed nine people for sure. Some say they may have killed 11, but that's they're not sure about that. But they at least killed nine people. And... It was right after and following the Depression, and they were an attractive young couple that wore uh, really fancy clothes. So from a Depression-era standpoint, it was something different, I guess, to look at and salacious to read about. And they, they, I guess in my mind, if let's say you're going to rob a bank, don't. It's but, a bad idea. But, but if you're just you're sold on this and you have yeah, to. But there are criminals or in stories and in real life who will rob a bank and will go out of their way not to harm or fatally harm humans because they just want the money. And they understand that like they're probably like FDIC like insured. Like yeah. the bank will get its money. Like right. if you shoot off somebody's arm, they, they can't replace that. But like it's not like you're taking the money away from the sweet 90-year-old lady, right. and now she can't eat. So there's that. And then there are those who just will go into the bank, and they're just going to shoot everybody in the lobby because they're psychos. Yeah. And it's the same ones that will go into a convenience store to, to get $10 and just shoot them for no reason. I guess the for no reason is the weird thing I'm trying to get across. Bonnie and Clyde would kill people for no reason because they liked it. There, yeah. And. Well, okay. Like you had mentioned, you know, trying to avoid like physical harm on mm-hmm. people. Like I, I'm I'm not going to go out and rob a bank, but in my head, at least, like I can wrap my head around that concept. Like if I was so desperate and I had to have like $20,000 and I rob a bank, like I don't, I don't want any of those people to die. Like if I've got the money and it gets me out of whatever trouble that I needed that $20,000 for, like. I can I can get into that mindset a lot easier than I can. All right, all all eleven of these people have to die, mm-hmm. and they need to die so I can have money. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, uh, it's just weird. Anyway, so the interesting story is you have Bonnie and Clyde. They're driving all over the place and they're just doing whatever they want, and no one can seem to stop them. So. The governor of Texas, as my husband said, who is that again? And I said, misery. And he goes, oh, yeah, Kathy Bates. Uh, not the actual governor of Texas. Which was not her, her name in no. that movie. She is convinced to bring in two former Texas Rangers, because at that time, the Texas Rangers had kind of been disbanded. If you will. So she brings in two former Texas Rangers and... Uh, kind of doesn't want to know a lot about it but they better do it right kind of thing and it's 
it's an interesting tale of the Texas Rangers and their relationship and how they caught them. I don't know if we've mentioned uh, Kevin Costner's co-star in this is Woody yes, Harrelson. Yes. So, I mean, Kathy Bates, Woody Harrelson, Kevin Costner, like that's a big deal. If, if you don't get any other like names in the cast, th- those are reasonably like talented name actors right there it reminded me in its pacing a lot of it reminded me of unforgiven in its pacing and which if you haven't seen it is one of the most quintessential like just exceptional mm-hmm. westerns ever made and it's it's really well done so much so as i'm watching it I'm really taken that this is a TV movie, and I'm thinking Steven Spielberg. (laughs) It's an exceptionally well-made film. And so it's just an interesting take on all of what happened and, of course, their point of view of what's happening. And then something that I don't even know if it did happen, but uh, the Texas Ranger played by Kevin Costner has a conversation with Clyde Barrow's father. I don't know if that really happened or not. If not, I'm sure it's very cinematic. Yes, it is. And it's a character actor who you would totally recognize, couldn't tell you who he is. But essentially saying, I know this isn't going to end well, but make it end now for my family. And he said, I just want you to know that my boy wasn't always like, like this. this. And so it's it, just a really nice scene. Uh it's well done. It's accurately portrayed at the very end, because if you have never seen the, the photos or the footage that are not glamorous of, at all. It of ends the, poorly. Yes. For Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. Let me see if I can get the count on it, because they were determined to make sure that Bonnie and Clyde were indeed dead. And they there was basically a... A posse that had been lying in wait, and they and a, just, just let a maelstrom loose. of bullets. Yeah, I'm trying to see if they're going to give me the figure because when you look at the car, yeah, they weren't. If you they weren't getting out of there, if you've seen the movie The Godfather, when Sonny pulls up to the toll booth, um, it's not unlike what happens there. Just, I, I mean, like. It's like taking uh, like a shoe to kill a spider. And then after you've taken that one shoe, going and getting like a a gigantic like dump truck and backing over it. And then after you've done that, landing a spaceship on top of it and then burning it just for good measure. Like there it I don't want to say like it was comically like overdone mm-hmm. but it was dangerously close to the point of hyperbole like in the way that bonnie and clyde were ultimately taken out so this is from one of the officers there he said each of the six officers had a shotgun an automatic rifle and pistols they emptied all of it into the car there was smoke coming from the car And after using the shotguns, they emptied the pistols and then they followed the car because the car started to roll and kept shooting even after the car stopped because they weren't taking any chances because apparently Bonnie and Clyde had survived being shot before 
and they emptied approximately 130 rounds into and, them in the car. And the, they were not like bitten by a radioactive spider. No. They were not superhuman. They were mere flesh and blood, not unlike yes. you and I. Yes. So it was just a really interesting film. And the only part I know was totally based in fact was because the photos and the film, actual footage and they probably They probably mention it either at the drop or at the end yeah. or, yeah. But it was really well done and uh, really stepping up the level of cinema that you see in your home theater. Well, if if Netflix can be up for Oscars, mm-hmm. if they if they can warrant names like you know Costner or uh, Affleck. Um, Alfonso Curran directed like one of those movies. Like these are legitimate big name, like a list people in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you want to show people that you're serious about doing like cinema proper, I mean, honestly, this is the way you do it. Like Kevin Costner may not be at the level, uh, at least in popularity that he was in the mid nineties, let's say, but like, He's still a a very talented actor, and I mean, honestly, like knows how to tell a good story. Like, I have not got to watch this movie yet, but I can't imagine that it, it, it's not if it's not exceptional. Like Kevin Costner at least knows how to engage you for two mm-hmm. hours, and I would say this film is no different than any of the other, you know, 20, 30 plus movies that he's been in over the course of his lifetime. Definitely worth watching. So that is it. Your binge or cringe for the week. Do you know what you're going to be binging on? Upcoming? Not, not, not directly off. No, I don't either. Uh, Again, I just scroll through and see what Hulu and uh, Netflix want to throw at me. And then I argue with the screen, much like you do. I, I'll just be like, well, where is it? CBS All Access or Netflix. That, why, why didn't you tell me about that? You told me about that. I know. And then as it turned out, it's not voice automated, so it doesn't say anything. But it will be. And I, I think Netflix knows I'm still a little mad about Daredevil. <laughs> we all So it's, it's probably actually afraid to tell me things. It'll be like this, and I'll be like, I like Daredevil. What happened with that? I believe it. It's like, okay, anyway. okay, okay, all right, all right, be, be, cool. Be, cool. <laughs> be cool, be cool, man. be cool, be cool, be <laughs> cool, a movie we have not reviewed, but some other time, or there's a TV show based on uh, those characters, okay, which well, we could cover, save it, anyway, thank you for listening to Binge or Cringe, I'm Jane Ellen, and I'm Adam Kravitz. Starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com.